Winning this year's $50,000 Dame Malvina Major Award is allowing Christchurch tenor Oliver Sewell to live the dream and forge an international career. This is him singing in 2020. It's from Verdi's La Traviata. He's performing with the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra. Oliver's currently in Germany after recently winning first place in the Ventero Worldwide Opera Competition in Naples, competing against 30 finalists in front of an international panel of judges. It was the award money that made it possible for him to attend the competition in Italy, and it will help to fund his plans to move to Europe next year with all the associated costs of travel, lessons and accommodation. I spoke to him in Dresden, and he explained why the Dame Malvina Major Award and the competition win have come at a pivotal point in his career. I was just finishing up a chapter of my singing in Philadelphia and was set up to move to London in June of 2020. Obviously, that didn't make sense with the pandemic breaking out, so I relocated back to New Zealand, uh, which was an incredible opportunity ultimately to um, be with family and to sing a lot relatively compared to my colleagues overseas. But as time went on, my, I suppose, momentum that I had built up overseas dissipated into nothing. And so this being critical moment because I need to kickstart essentially getting back into the greater opera world and reintegrate myself. By doing this trip now and then winning the competition, it's just created this fantastic momentum which makes the step I'm at now so much easier, which is trying to be heard by opera houses and and get my voice out there. And the combination of the two has made it so much easier. And in terms of following your dream, I mean, it's it's such a big commitment what you're doing as an international opera singer because you've got... Um, lessons and coaching, that never stops. You're always, of course, working on and developing your voice. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. to make a living, you need to perform, you need to audition. I guess also Uh competing in more competitions like this. Uh, So it's it's full on. I guess the award money, what means maybe you don't have to go in so many competitions, perhaps? Yeah, essentially, I've built up a, um, a nice amount of work in New Zealand that I'll have to stop that to go overseas to try to start getting work, which basically means that there'll be no income in the junction between not doing work in New Zealand and then trying to get work um, overseas. That's the crux of what makes this juncture so hard. But with the award, I can take that risk. I can say I'm going to have three months of of no income and trying to get future income, uh, which otherwise would just be a ridiculous financial choice to make. But I can make it, and it, I have to do it. There's no other way around it. Oliver, what is your dream? I mean, ultimately, what is your dream? Yeah, I would love to live in New Zealand because I love it and also be singing internationally in operas. Simon O'Neill is, is pretty rare in that he, he can achieve that, but you really have to be pretty established 
to be able to be based in New Zealand and still sing internationally. So that would that would be my my dream. Do you enjoy the the performance as much as the singing? I know for from that's an expectation now on opera singers, isn't it? The characterization. And we're really good at it. Our New Zealand singers are well known for being fabulous actors as well as opera singers. Is that something you enjoy? Opera doesn't make sense probably ever without the characterization, the the meaning behind each word and each phrase that you sing. So without that aspect, sometimes opera feels a bit odd and it's hard to justify. Uh, it can be beautiful singing, it can be impressive singing, but after a while you go, what's the point? But when you have the emotion and the characterization underpinning the whole thing, then suddenly it starts to justify itself and can have a big impact on the audience. So yeah, a, a fundamental is the characterization for me. It's rather lovely winning the Dame Malvina Major Award because I understand you first met Dame Malvina when you were still at high school in Christchurch. I had been learning for a while of a singing teacher in Christchurch, um, Vernon Midgley. He saw some potential in me, I believe, and wanted me to sing for Dame Malvina and for Brian Law. One for Brian to see if he wanted me in the Christchurch Cathedral Choir, which was a as a choral scholar, so a paid position to sing five services a week, and for Dame Malvina to get a place in the University of Canterbury vocal department. Near the end of um, my year 13 high school, I sang for both of them and subsequently joined the Cathedral Choir and joined the um, voice department at University of Canterbury. I mean, that's perfect training for you, isn't it, really? A cathedral choir, those amazing acoustics. Uh, and the, and I think you were singing five services a week, so you were very busy while studying. But what moved you away, perhaps, from the choral music to opera? And I th- in fact, I think you enjoyed pop music as well. The beauty of the church music, the dedication, the, I don't know, the, the stillness, something about the beauty of the music and the service, the daily service, charmed me and getting perfect intonation with your colleagues on a day-to-day basis, striving for that beautiful sound um, certainly seduced me. But then over time, as I developed my individual voice, I found being in a, a chorus or a choir ensemble setting slightly frustrating. I was in uh, New Zealand Youth Choir at the same time, and the conductor would say, whoever that would be, tenors you're flat in this bit and you'd go I don't think I am I think it's the guy next to me or or the vowels wrong it became frustrating I couldn't hone my own craft because it was a general note to the whole section so I suppose my individual pursuit to better myself as a singer naturally moved me into solo singing I suppose and then from that opera became uh, part that I was interested in, but it wasn't my main focus. It was just part of doing classical solo sing- singing. And um, over time, it's it's pulled me in uh, until it's been my main focus, absolutely. be great to give the listeners, uh, Oliver, perhaps a feeling for the amount of time you would spend each day. I know you've been working very hard developing your technique during the COVID lockdowns, but the amount of time mm-hmm. it takes for somebody at your um, high level of singing in terms of practicing a, a day because this is a job that you do. I mean, what does your day mm-hmm. look like? If I'm learning a role 
I typically like to um, spend the morning working on the text, which will be either translating and speaking, so no singing, so just speaking the poetry within the rhythm of the libretta set it as a poem rather than a, um, a song to get the language and the feeling in my muscles and in my mind, uh, the, the meaning. And then typically I'll do that until lunchtime. And then the afternoon is for singing, warming up, exercising the, the instrument, and then singing through phrases and pieces of getting them into optimal technique and, and into my soul, for lack of a better word, to get the the words and the sounds to start to mean something and connect to um, the appropriate feeling or however the character is experiencing or what they're experiencing in the moment within the opera. Where is your voice at, do you feel, at the moment in terms of its development and maturity? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a tricky one. I think about it often because I don't know if things improve because I'm practicing or things improve because I'm uh, maturing. And I think it's both. I think things have become easier as I've uh, gotten older, but at the same time, as you develop your technique and hone your craft, things just get easier as well. So it's, I, it's impossible for me to say, but definitely things have changed a lot continuously and, and even in the past year I feel things have, have shifted and settled in different ways and age I'm sure has has a part to play in it not I I don't know how much but yeah definitely what's the role you're most looking forward to performing Oliver as a tenor well at the moment I'm pretty um obsessed as maybe no I'll say obsessed why not uh with Edgardo and Lucia di Lammermoor a lot of the characters I've sung in the past have been a little bit simple and a kind of the love interest. They're not very complex. And it's sometimes hard to justify singing the the crazy things that I sing with such a simple character. But when you get into the troubled, tormented, twisted characters, then suddenly singing from the depths of your soul starts to make a bit more sense. And Edgardo, he, his experience and what happens to him within the opera, the music just, it, to me, it makes sense. Not just the, the music, but the way the vocal line comes out of you and lives within you. It just, it all makes sense and feels right. And the characterization feeds the singing and the singing feeds the characterization. It's just this nice um, symbiosis between the music and the drama. So I was wondering if the the basses and the bass baritones had more fun. You know, they get to do some more of the comedy roles and more of the villainous roles. The baritone roles are the ones that I covered with the brooding baritone, with the plot and the um, unrequited love. Or whereas the tenors typically, he's just there. He's in love, and maybe he's got an obstacle in his way to to get or his love. But uh, typically, he gets it, and that's about it. Um, whereas in some more of the dramas, there are some tenor characters that are, they have a bit more um, bite to them. Oliver Sewell, winner of the Dame Malvina Major Award for 2022. Thanks to our friends on Concert FM for the music we played of Oliver singing with the APO.